0: Which came first? The chicken, the egg, or Bill Gates. (laughs) We will have some very interesting Connect the Dots stuff coming up. Also, uh, ever call in sick to work? Yeah, of course you have. Millions have. We'll talk about that tonight. Uh, The FBI needs your help. (laughs) Yeah. And how much is enough <clears throat> yeah we will talk about all that and more tonight welcome to the jay sheldon show happy saturday my apologies for wednesday Um, uh, I'm, I'm just i'm always honest with you guys and i just be straight up front as you know i've been uh hit with this eczema problem for the last couple of months now and uh it really just knocked me out it's not only itchy it's gross looking <laughs> Uh, it's, fortunately, the camera doesn't mostly pick up on it, but um, yeah, and uh, and it's painful too. Um, I went to another dermatologist today. I got an injection of a steroid. Mm, I know, but uh, the last time that worked, this time the two or three other skin doctors I went to just gave me pills. <coughs> Excuse me, this one today is the same one I went to last time this happened, which Turns out it was in 2015. Wow. Anyway, uh, she gave me another shot in the arm, and uh, hopefully that'll work. So anyway, we're back. We're live across rumble.com, Facebook. Please follow us there if you can. Hit that little button down there. And uh, also YouTube and Twitch.tv. You can subscribe over there. Um, We got lots going on tonight, a ton of stuff, including our book. We'll have that for you coming up. Right now, of course, we'll update you on our favorite furry little friend. And that would be the little lady we call Niko. The Miko update. She, <laughs> she has been, uh, she's been, wait, I'm all black. There we go. She, um, we had fireworks again tonight. Now, here in Malaysia, and I assume other parts of the world, uh, tomorrow is Taipusam. It is a Hindu festival, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know a lot about so I'll be honest with you. But um, it is a big celebration for the Indian community here in Malaysia. And uh, because of that, by the way, Monday's public holiday. We get an extra three-day weekend this weekend, which is nice. That's here in Malaysia. Uh, But anyway, tonight, I think combination of Chinese New Year coming to a close tomorrow, I think tomorrow. And uh, type with some, the fireworks have been crazy tonight. And cutest quick story. She's up here in my studio while I'm getting ready for the show. And she's sitting right down there looking up at me. And I'm petting her. And then at one point, I have to prep my handphone for the show, my cell phone. they got to put it on mute, do a couple other things. So I take my hand off of petting her and I put it up here. I'm playing with the phone. I got the mouse in the other hand. And all of a sudden, I feel this tapping on my leg. I look down. She's looking up at me, and she's tapping my leg. She wants, she wants to be petted. So anyway, she's just too adorable. And as if you didn't need convincing, this is Ichiko Mikoto. Uh, she had her celebration of her Gotcha day just four days ago, February 1st. I didn't get a chance to share this with you all because I was on Wednesday, but um, I wrote February 1st, 2020, World Meet Ichiko Mikoto, Miko for short, a brand new addition to our family. I've waited forever to share my life with this little girl. She's full of energy, and these are from her first moments at our home. Prepare yourself for a Miko onslaught of photos and videos. I'm a proud daddy. <laughs> Look at that. That is literally her sitting in the in my lap in the car as we pulled up to the house. So this is very first ever moments with Miko in the house. There she is. Boy, I, I lost weight since then, didn't I? <laughs> Look at how tiny this little girl is. Wow. Look at that. I cannot believe how small she was. She's about um, probably three months old here. Unbelievable. Look at that. Look at that. She's so cute. Look at that face. Oh, man. Who is not to love about this adorable little Shiba Inu? And there she is exploring the house for the first time. <laughs> She's so stout in this picture. This is amazing. This is like looking at baby pictures. Oh, man. Look at that face. Running around the house, checking out my Japanese garden on the side. (laughs) Look at that. I'm sorry. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, you're just going to have to go to our Rumble page uh, and watch the video because the pictures, you you really have to see it. Uh, the link to our Rumble, by the way, our Rumble video is in the show notes. You can find that right down below there. And while you're there, please give us a follow. So, yeah, so that's it. That's Miko. That's the uh, Miko update brought to you by Barkbox.com. Parkbox is a monthly subscription service you sign up for. And you will get a box of themed toys, treats, and chews Delivered right to your door. Every single month, you'll get a new one. You can sign up for one month, six months, 12 months. If you sign up for a multi-month subscription using our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, it's in our show notes, top link. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Uh, if you sign up using our link, you'll get a free month if you have a multi-month subscription. You sign up for six months, you get seven. Sign up for 12 months, you get 13. Now, if you'd like... There's a second link under Miko recommends BarkBox that as an alternative to the free month, you can also choose to get a free dog bed. Yes, you can pick the right size for your dog. You have a choice of three different fabrics. Check them out. The links in our show notes, BarkBox.com. Satisfaction, absolutely guaranteed. These are great folks. And uh, they they do a, uh, hear that Mm, with the fireworks. There hasn't been too many close to the house, except for that one. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been getting very busy with these things. Hey, U.S., how's your balloon going? Yeah, um, I hadn't put that in the show notes tonight. I really wasn't going to cover it much. <coughs> wow. I got something stuck in my throat. I think that's the problem. <clears throat> anyway, um. There's this Chinese spy balloon that's been floating over the U.S. Nobody can understand why the military hasn't. Well, I'm not so much in favor of shooting it down, but it really wouldn't be difficult to capture it. I mean, it's a balloon. It's not exactly moving fast. Uh, And now, about 12 hours ago, the Pentagon confirmed there was a second one. Yeah, a second one floating over the U.S. So far, no updates, but uh, keep an eye on that story, folks. It's just going to get interestinger and interestinger. Hey, before we move in to our complete show tonight, I got a surprise for you. Hang on. I just got to change cameras. Don't go away. Come here, baby. Look who's here, folks. It's the mighty Miko. Hi, baby. That's you. Yeah, look at that. That's you on that camera. You see how much she's grown up? since her baby pictures. (laughs) And she is shaking right now. She is so afraid of these fireworks. Everybody loves to see you, babe. You haven't been on my show in forever. It's been a very long time. You okay? Yes, you're okay, huh? You good girl? You got an opinion about anything you wanna share? There's lots of people out there watching. They want to hear what you think. You don't have any... Can you put your ears up? You look afraid when you do that. Pull your ears up (laughs) like a normal dog. Okay, baby. Good girl, okay? All right. I don't want to cause you any more drama with all the boom-booms going off, huh? You want to watch yourself for a little bit? You're quite comfortable, aren't you? You like being up here? Yeah? little bit all right let's put you down there we go babe. you're okay there we go Ugh. watch your foot buddy <laughs> all right she came in the the studio and i had to do that okay you good girl babe <laughs> all right there you go you had a double miko update including a live appearance from ichiko mikoto just celebrated her gotcha day all right Eating eggs lately in the US and other parts of the world, actually. Uh, they have become, what are they, 10 bucks a dozen now in the, in the US? In some areas, nearly 10 bucks a dozen. It's just been unbelievable. Before we get into the problems with eggs, I want to share with you a story from UC Davis. The link is in our show notes. And it's amazing. COVID 19 antibodies. From eggs. Sirius. A giant chicken. Birds produce a form of antibody, IGY, found in eggs. And UC Davis researchers have shown that quantities of IGY antibodies specific for the COVID-19 virus spike protein can be produced from eggs. That's insane. Researchers at uh, UC Davis have been able to reproduce antibodies to the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein in hen eggs. Uh, antibodies harvested from eggs might be used to treat COVID-19 or as a preventative for people exposed to the disease. This work published July, 19, uh, July 9th. That's like six months ago. It says here, the beauty of the system is you can produce a lot of antibodies in birds. In addition to a low cost to produce these antibodies in hens, they can be updated very fast by using updated antigens to hyper-immunize hens, allowing protection against current variant strains. There's more details in this article, but read it, check it out, and If you can, eat more eggs. And I say, if you can, because that's a problem. And I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying they're connected. I'm just laying the information out there, and you can connect the dots if you want to. 100,000 chickens killed in a fire at one of the country's top egg producers. This is from my home state in Connecticut. Authorities in Connecticut are still investigating the cause of a massive fire at a chicken farm, which killed about 100,000 egg-laying hens last weekend. The huge fire started in a large chicken coop at Hillendale Farms in Basra about 1 p.m. on Saturday prompted a response from at least a dozen firefighting uh, agencies from around the area. Connecticut Department of Agriculture confirmed that 100,000 egg-laying hens died in the blaze before it was put out finally Saturday night. They're headquartered in Pennsylvania, but this was their operation in my home state of Connecticut. It's said to be one of the top five egg producers in the United States of America. The impact on egg prices, they believe, will be minimal. According to the USDA, there are more than 372 million egg-laying hens in the U.S. However, for some reason, eggs have gone through the roof for cost. Unbelievable, the price of eggs these days. I see it all over my Twitter feed from my friends and the folks that I follow, and uh, it's it's just It's crazy insane. Uh, There has been other rather interesting things happening. Again, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying it's interesting. And that includes... uh, Hang on a quick second here. All right. That includes the fact that a lot of these local chicken farmers, the folks who raise chickens and and sell eggs, not the big 100,000, the one in Connecticut that caught fire and burned down, but these are mom-and-pop operations. Take a look at this Twitter video. And uh, tractor supply producers pride chicken feed has been recently altered and its new formulation is causing chickens to stop laying eggs.
1: Listen to this. With the egg situation, everybody keeps asking me, why is the price of eggs so high? Everybody knows that they're extremely ungodly right now, right? Well, here's a chicken conspiracy for you that's not really a conspiracy. It's being confirmed not only here in our house but apparently all over the nation and nobody said anything about it because we all just assumed it was winter they stopped laying in the winter as much and come to find out that everybody across the nation stopped getting eggs from their chickens altogether. nobody got a single egg all winter from there everybody's reporting end of September to like mid-October the chickens stopped laying and ours stopped laying in September we hadn't had a single egg all winter. Well, we discovered we have a little escape artist here, Luna, our white leghorn there. She can get out of the coop and just we can't contain her. Anyway, she started laying again about a month ago. And we discovered that well, that's weird she started to lay and nobody's laid in months. Like we have gone months. You go Margo. We've gone months without any eggs at all so we started looking into it and then finally somebody said something in one of the chicken groups and they were like hey is anybody else's chickens not laid a single egg because we've had them for 50 years and we've never gone a winter without a single egg not one not one single egg well we started letting our chickens out And to free range, we usually feed them. You can see they're not even touching the feed anymore. Like this has been here for three days. They don't want it. And apparently everybody who's been feeding their chickens, this type of feed has stopped getting eggs altogether. So people who aren't able to let their chickens free range or can't run around the yard at all, aren't getting any eggs.
0: Interesting, huh? Mm. And that ain't all. Here's another one. Hundreds of chicken farmers saying that corporate feed is causing chickens to stop laying eggs.
1: I have never gone without eggs, not even just one. And since before Halloween, I have not gotten a single egg until about a week ago. And I switched the feed that I was giving. I no longer am feeding chicken feed. I have switched my girls to goat feed. Steel-cut oats, black sunflower seeds, and goat feed. I have to say, there's something uh, something to this. If I have to put my little tin tinfoil hat on, it's kind of weird. Kind
0: of weird. Not kind of weird. It is weird. Just, apparently, this commercial feed... I've seen a lot of different brands, Purina specifically being mentioned. For what people are feeding their chickens, they're not let... Now, all of this goes back to our very first story, which we shared with you. And that was the fact that UC Davis has said that uh, chicken yolks apparently have antibodies. Against the COVID-19 virus. You make whatever connecting the dots thing you want to make. But it is one of those things that make you go, hmm. (laughs) Meanwhile, Bill Gates continues to buy up farmland. Hmm. Very nice. All right. What else we got happening here tonight? We got a lot going on tonight. So much happening. Um, you ever call in sick from work? Of course you have. Did you ever call in sick from work when you weren't really sick? Of course you have. Well, believe it or not, America, (laughs) you've broken a record. Americans record a record high absence from work. Apparently, as they feel the strain... From COVID, more than a million people called out sick for the past three years. And the CDC says long COVID is also probably a contributor. Now, for a lot of Americans, it feels like just about everybody's out sick right now. But there is a good reason work absences from illnesses are at an all-time high in the U.S. and show very few signs of getting any better. Not just acute illness, caregiving duties, keeping workers away. About 1.5 million Americans missed work because of sickness just in December. Each month, more than a million people have called out sick for the past three years. A million people a month. In June, 7% of adult Americans had long covid which affected productivity, their ability to work, that according to data from the CDC. The last time the absentee sick calling out number from uh, uh, Americans dipped below a million was November of 2019. Wow. Last year, the trend accelerated instead of reducing back to normal. In 2022, workers had the most sick-related absences of the pandemic and the highest number since record-keeping began back in 1976. Dang! The average in 2022 was 1.58 million people per month, a total of 19 million absences for the year. That's a lot. I've called out sick before. I mean, I've called out sick when I'm sick. I've called out sick when I'm not sick, too. (laughs) But I have a dear and wonderful understanding boss, and so I'm free to say that. All right. You want to help the FBI? What? No. The FBI is, it needs to be dismantled for a whole lot of reasons, but uh, (laughs) this story is from uh, justthenews.com. The link is in our show notes. It's just, I read this and I just kept shaking my head. The FBI is seeking your help in identifying hundreds suspected in connection with January 6th capital breach. It's not an old story. This is a new story. These morons are still going after these mostly innocent people. The statute of limitations, in fact, is likely about to run out. It's five years for most federal crimes. Uh, They're asking for help in identifying hundreds of individuals. Now, who in their right mind is going to go, oh, I know my neighbor Bob, he was there, I think. If you would do that, you're scum, okay? 950 people, more than 950, have been arrested, almost all 50 states and Washington, D.C. The FBI's website features now more than 1,200 photographs of unidentified people who were allegedly involved in the January 6th incident. Many unidentified individuals had their faces concealed behind masks. Others far more conspicuous, including at least one unidentified man who seemingly walked around the Capitol shirtless. Meanwhile, Ray Epps has yet to be arrested, even though he is on tape calling for people to breach the Capitol. So, when you do something about Ray Epps, then we can talk about John and Jane Q. Public that you have wrongfully held in prison unjustifiably for all these many months and years. It's insane and it has to stop. Read the entire article. It's from, uh, it's from John Sullivan's Just the News and uh, it's, it's incredible. You will do what I spent the reading time doing, just shaking my head. Blaze Media's got a uh, interesting article. You know, California, which I, I should make clear, was never a slave state. Okay? California was never a state with slaves. California has come up with this idiotic plan to pay reparations of, what was it? A half a million dollars is some insane amount of money. $223,000. Guess what? Oh, you knew this was coming. It's not enough. A California activist has rejected the proposed reparation payments of $223,000 and wants more. Look at this idiot. For some in California, nearly a quarter million dollars isn't enough. They've estimated the qualified black residents could uh, be eligible for a payment of $223,200 per person. Per person. You got a couple of folks in your house, you got a half a million bucks. To redress housing discrimination. This is absolutely insane. The committee estimates black Californian residents disproportionately impacted by discriminatory discriminatory housing policies from 1933 to 1977 costs them about 5,000 grand a year or 5,000 a year. Total cost of the plan, $500 billion. The reparations task force held a meeting in San Diego last week looking for public comments. And at one point, one speaker said the estimated payment isn't enough. The activist who identifies himself as the Reverend Tony Pierce said there should not be any residency requirements for eligible reparation payment recipients. You have to be a resident of California and prove you're some percentage black. Anyway, at the end of his speaking time, he walked away screaming, the proposed amount of reparations is not enough. California was not a slave state. Okay? The incident came after reparations panel in San Francisco recommended earlier this month that each of the city's black residents receive a one-time Lump sum, $5 million, and total debt forgiveness. All your debts wiped out. Hmm. Not a slave state, okay? You don't deserve any reparations. Neither do I. Neither does anyone. The past is the past. I didn't own slaves. My relatives may have owned slaves. I don't know. Frankly, I don't care. I'm not paying my tax dollars to you. Nor should you have to pay yours to me. It's not supposed to work that way. These people are just going to... It just gets worse and worse and worse. And nobody's doing nothing about it. Hey. All right, I got a couple more stories before we move on here to our book. But these are like, they are local Malaysian stories. But pay attention even if you're not in Malaysia because because it's a good idea that you do that. They're interesting, but also they'll give you a little sort of insight to how things sometimes work in this strange, albeit wonderful country. That I choose to call home. A local movie reviewer says the audience should be fair when judging Mosley Malik's role in Kudekta to Kud, Kudetta. This is the actor. Be angry at the character, but not at the actor who brings the role to life. Wow. Every filmmaker, and I'm in the film business, has their own unique perspective on making their production as outstanding as it can be compared to others. Criticisms are bound to happen. Well, Dr. Mosley Malik, an actor, among other things, recently had to apologize for a villainous character that he plays in the TV series Kudeta due to obscene dialogue. This is incredible. Just this morning, January 30th, so less than a week ago, a local YouTuber and movie reviewer, Matt Don, says the criticisms of Kudeta will only lead to one thing, the lack of development in the local film industry. How true. A movie does not represent the actor's personality in real life. For example, Matt, uh, Matt Don used the local film from the 60s, Isi Nagara," with the late Saleh Kamil, who played the character of a person who is not a believer of religion and mocks the belief of others. Well, this guy got crap about his role in a series on television. The actor got crap. Not about the role. They made it personal. (laughs) Apparently not having the ability to separate the difference between an actor playing a role on television or in a film and the actor in real life. (sighs) Hi, baby. I know, Miko. Sometimes, Malaysians are really stupid. And I got another example. You think I didn't have more? Oh, contraire, mon frere. Hang on. I got to do this. I'm sorry. Just give me a second. Okay? There you go, bud. I know. I know. There you go. The fireworks are getting really bad, and she's really scared. So she's going to join us for the rest of the show. But you know what? you got to put your feet down there because I need to use my mouse, okay? There we go. Okay. So sorry, we got a special guest for the rest of the show. Check out this headline in The World of Buzz. Links in our show notes if you want to read the stupidity for yourself. Shaking your head. Are you trying to be a pandan? Now, pandan is the way we disparagingly refer to effeminate men. Not necessarily gay people, but, you know, gay people, effeminate men. Malaysian says cosmetic products shouldn't be in the men's section. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. As you know, as any thinking person that lives in this century knows... Uh, cosmetic products are not just limited to women. Perfectly common for them to men to apply makeup to their skin. For beauty purposes, even to cover a scar, I'm wearing a little bit of makeup now to cover my peeling skin from eczema. But in this Twitter post, a Malaysian man recently made it clear he isn't fond of the idea of placing cosmetic products in the men's section of pharmacies. An anonymous man, anonymous, you know what, if you don't have the balls to stand up for what you think and what you feel, then just shut up and go sit down. Nobody gives a crap about your opinion if you're going to be anonymous. You're going to make these kind of stupid ass comments, put your name on it. Anyway, this moron shared an image of different cosmetic products in a pharmacy with the location undisclosed and questioned the need for products in the men's section. Here's what he writes. Do men need to apply makeup other than for hygiene purposes? Are you guys trying to be a pandan? The man appears to also be baffled by the nude-colored lipstick that was available in the men's section. Didn't take long for fellow Malaysians to express what they think of his tweet, Good for you. And many have since justified the need, as well as the reasons, for some men to use cosmetic products. Here's some of the replies. Cosmetic products have their own usage. Photo shoots, marriage, in front of the camera, confidence boosting. Have some empathy. If we don't need it, it doesn't mean other men don't need it too. And somebody else wrote, how is being pond on for wearing makeup? newscasters and people who need to be in front of the camera, use it for looking presentable. Your masculinity will not be affected by the use of makeup. Relax. There's more to this story. I'm not going to spend any more time on it because this guy is just an ass, and I just really don't want to give this moron any more publicity than he already doesn't deserve. You okay, baby? Your amigo? Yeah, she's panting like like a house of fire. I'm sorry. I'm sure you don't mind having a special guest on the show tonight. But she really wanted to kind of hang out and be comforted while the fireworks go off in the background. You okay, bud? You doing all right? Good girl. Slow and steady, okay? You want to watch? You watch right over there? Hey, look over there. There you are. See? That's you. You're so cute. Okay. All right, got one more for you, and uh, it's a goodie. I hope I can actually read this. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to leave us on camera while I read this because it's it's just words on a page. But it says the shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether or not a person is capable of self-grooming. You listen and think about this. To return a shopping cart is an easy, convenient task and one which we all recognize as the correct, the right thing to do. There are no situations other than a dire emergency in which you are not able to return the shopping cart. Simultaneously, wait a minute, why are we over here? Hang on a second. This is weird. Okay, sorry. Uh, Simultaneously, it's not illegal to just abandon your shopping cart and not put it back where it belongs. Therefore, the shopping cart represents itself as the apex example of whether or not a person will do what's right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning the shopping cart. No one will fine you or kill you for not returning the shopping cart. You gain nothing by returning the shopping cart. You must return the shopping cart out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it's the right thing to do. Because it is correct person who is unable to do this one simple little thing of returning a shopping cart is no better than an animal, an absolute savage, who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a law and the force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or a bad member of society brilliant absolutely brilliant and I might add I think clearing your table after you eat in a fast food restaurant is the same thing I see more and more people doing it I always do it without exception I always do it but I still see a lot of tables where people just get up and walk away and leave a mess and don't clean up after themselves which is a shame all right where are we going here why are we hang on i'm just checking through some stuff on my technical side miko can you entertain the crowd for a minute while i check on my technical stuff okay thanks you're being very helpful thank you i think i'm gonna hire her as my new assistant (laughs) all right are you ready it's white fang As you know, we read books on this show. We've been doing it for a long time. And uh, we've done The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland, my book, Willie and the Warthog. And uh, we're doing White Fang, which is one of the all-time classic books written by Jack London back in 1906. And uh, we've moved into the part which is really more about... uh, More about the little gray cub who is learning the law which is eat or be eaten. You okay, buddy? All right. So here's our own white fang. (laughs) And she's going to sit there while we continue on with a bit more of this chapter. He saw the law operating around him on every side. He had eaten the ptarmigan chicks. The hawk had eaten the ptarmigan mother. The hawk would also have eaten him. Later... When he'd grown more formidable, he wanted to eat the hawk. He'd eaten the lynx kitten. The lynx mother would have eaten him had she not herself been killed and eaten. And so it went. The law was being lived all about him by all live things. And he himself was a part and parcel of the law. He was a killer. His only food was meat, live meat. That ran away swiftly before him, or flew into the air, climbed trees, or hid in the ground, or faced him and fought with him, or turned the tables and ran after him. Had the cub thought, in man fashion, he might have epitomized life as a voracious appetite, and the world as a place wherein ranged a multitude of appetites, pursuing and being pursued, hunting and being hunted. Eating and being eaten, all in blindness and confusion, with violence, disorder, a chaos of gluttony and slaughter, ruled over by chance, merciless, penniless, painless, planless, and endless. But the cub didn't think in man-fashion. He didn't look at things with a wide vision. He was single-purposed and entertained but one thought or desire at a time. Now, besides being the law of meat, there were a myriad of other and lesser laws for him to learn and obey. The world was full of surprise. The stir of the air that was in him, the play of his muscles, was an unending happiness. To run down meat was to experience thrills and elations. His ranges and battles were pleasures. Terror itself and the mystery of the unknown led to his living. And there were easements, satisfactions, to have a full stomach, to doze lazily in the sunshine. Such things were remuneration for full, in full, for his ardors and toils while his ardors and toils were in themselves, self-renumeration. They were expressions of life, and life is always happy when it's expressing itself. So the cub had no quarrel with his hostile environment. He was very much alive, very happy, and very proud of himself. Part three of White Fang, chapter one. It's called The Makers of Fire. And we will get to that on our next stream. Yeah, we'll just do a a little shorty version of White Fang tonight before we move on. And I got to go take care of this crazy, insane, afraid little girl. But I'm glad she was able to join us. I hope you were too. Thanks so much. Please do, if you can, just take a moment and right over here, there's a follow button. Hit that follow button, especially if you're joining us on Rumble. We really appreciate it. Links in our show notes. And I will see you again on Monday night. All right? Happy typosome if you're celebrating, folks. And Miko, want to say bye-bye? Good girl. All right. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night.